Okay, everybody, welcome back. Two weeks without Premier League football has been well. It's not been really boring actually because in the national break lived up to some standard this time. Actually, I enjoyed it. I really hope you guys did as well. But anyways, let's get back to business. It's the Premier League and it is back. Game week number nine. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. My name is Adam. Thank you for joining me once again. And let's quickly dive into it. Let's get into business. Let's not waste any time. Before we get into game week nine, before I tell you the fixtures and analyze everything for you, let's get back to game week eight a little. Well, before on game week eight, okay, at the beginning we saw Brighton and Brighton and Burnley play out a goalless draw. Southampton and Newcastle played out two new played out a two new scoreline with Southampton scoring two. Jay Adams and Stuart Armstrong on the goal scorers on the goal scoring sheets for Southampton. On Saturday we saw Everton lose to Manchester United by one goal to three. Crystal Palace beat Leeds United four goals to one. Chelsea beat Sheffield United four goals to one as well. West Ham played a one goal scoreline as well, one new scoreline as well, one goal to nothing against Fulham United against Fulham. On Sunday, West Bromwich Albion lost to Spurs as that Hurricane header sealed all three points, one goal to nothing against West Brom by Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City one goal to nothing against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Manchester City and Liverpool played out a one-one draw. Aston Villa against Arsenal. Somehow Aston Villa managed to do very very well for themselves. Aston Villa finally beat Arsenal three goals to nothing on Sunday evening to round up that game week for us. So checking into the table quickly, I can see I can tell you that Leicester City are on top after eight games played with 18 points. Spurs second on same Spurs, Spurs and Liverpool are second and third respectively with 17 points. Southampton complete the top four with 16 points. Chelsea and Aston Villa fifth and sixth respectively with 15 points. Going well deeper into it, the relegation zone has West Bromwich Albion with eight on 18 position with three points. Burnley have two Burnley have two points in 19th, and Sheffield United have one point and sit bottom of the league table. Manchester United, for notable mention, Manchester United are 14th, Arsenal are 11th, Manchester City are 10th on the league as well. Those are honorable mentions. Leeds United somehow are still hovering over the relegation zone. 15 points, which is kind of weird because the way they started, you think they were, I really thought they were going to fire off all. But well, everything has to happen at some point. Okay, now that you have heard all those juicy details, let me tell you as well that Son Heung-min, Jamie Vardy, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Mohamed Salah are on top of the goal scoring charts. Four of them have eight goals to their names, although Vardy has the best minutes among them minutes per we are going by minutes per goal Vardy has the best among them 70 minutes for each of his goals it goes and he has well yes it goes to his name Jamie Vardy has 70 minutes 70 minutes Son Heung-min 80 Dominic Avellerin 88 Mohamed Salah 90 Harry Kane and Patrick Bamford have seven each as well that's how it goes then okay Oli Watkins Calumus in six goals each Bruno Fernandez five goals also, Danny Ings and Wilfred Zaha also have five goals. Jack Grealish four, and well, the rest also comes along like that. If you are going to the assist charts, the very very unusual part is the fact that Harry Kane is the one sitting on top of this assist charts. Harry Kane has eight assists. We see Jack Grealish with five, John McGinn with four, Bruno Fernandes with three, James Rodriguez with also three assists to his name. Marcus Rashford, Camille Click, Hakim Ziyech, Kevin De Bruyne, Aaron Cresswell. All those have three assist to their names let's not bother ourselves with the rest of the list actually there's a bunch of other people with two and one like that so now after telling you that let me now tell you what's going to come we are about to begin the ninth game week of the english premier league we are slowly approaching 
they are halfway they probably yes this is like the quarter this is like the quarter mark the quarter mark of the english premier league and it's it's getting dicey actually it's very unusual leicester city on top of the table at this point is is something maybe we're about to see a repeat of 2015-2016 season who knows we just can't say yet but leicester city tottenham hotspurs southampton aston villa all these guys being in the top six all at once it's 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 weird actually i have to say but it's got it's 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 a beautiful part of football actually because yeah you can't really say this is what's going to happen this is what's not going to happen anyways apart from, away from that let's now talk about what's going to happen we are about to begin game week number nine on saturday the 21st of november 2020 is when we are going to begin 1 30 p.m newcastle united against chelsea at, th- at 4 p.m it's going to be aston villa against brighton and Albion. at 6 30 p.m it's going to be Tottenham hotspurs against manchester city at 9 p.m later on saturday night it's going to be manchester united against west bromwich albion on sunday we are going to see fulham against everton at 1 p.m sheffield united against west ham united at 3 p.m leeds united against arsenal at 5 30 p.m 8 15 p.m on sunday final kickoff is going to be liverpool versus leicester city on monday to now wrap up the game week, we are going to be seeing burnley against crystal palace at 6 30 p.m and finally to round it up we are going to be seeing wolverhampton wanderers against southampton at 9 pm it's going to be an interesting game week. i can already feel it although it's international break and i'm not really i'm not really optimistic but at the same time there's that part of me that says there's going to be a lot of action this weekend i have to tell you it's going to be interesting all the players are just returning and everything flights and everything you can maybe consider fatigue and all but under normal conditions i believe we are in for some action actually honestly i have to tell you that i think we're in for some action so let's get into the analysis real quick and the effort and well a few tips from it Newcastle United against Chelsea. Yes, if you look at it based on quality of players and maybe probably run of form actually, you would easily say Chelsea all the way because yes, there's Hakim Ziyech, there's Timo Werner, there's um, Kai Havertz. Okay, I think Kai Havertz is back in training, yes. Ben Chihuahua is still on the doubting side, although I have him in my FPL team, so I'm really, really praying that. Frankie, Frankie, please give the man some minutes. I really need some points right now. I don't really have a bench defender to cover him, so please and please, Mr. Frank Lampard, if you can hear me, I beg you, please play Benjamin Chill. I really, really need points right now. Okay, away from that, there's, yes, Park Rosen, there's Rich James, all these guys are on international duty, so yeah, you can maybe, yes. Thiago Silva is not going to be available. Kozuma should be back in, Kozuma should be back in the starting level now. Edward Mendy as well should be in goal, definitely. I'm thinking Kozuma, then there's probably going to be, Andreas Christensen actually did well during the international break, who knows, he just might get, he might, he might get that starting berth again, actually. Since Thiago Silva is not available, then yes, they are left back. Yes, I think Manchuo. Then their midfield. I think Matteo Kovacic after scoring two goals, Matteo Kovacic scored two goals over the international break. That's something you don't see every day. He scored twice in one game. That is not something you see every day. Matteo Kovacic of all people scored twice over the international break in a single game. Also, in the attacking line, it's going to be difficult actually. Christian Pulisic is still out. Akim Ziyech is is back. Callum Hudson Odoi is in contention, although I don't think he will be starting. I think it's going to be Ziyech, um, Timo Werner, probably Tammy Abraham. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Timo Werner playing out wide as as last time against um Burnley. That's what I think should be happening. Anyways, so but if you look at it, yes, from the quality of players I just mentioned from Chelsea, you think Chelsea would win. But if you look at Newcastle side as well, they have Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, and a whole lot of other players like that. John Joe Shelby, um, Jacob Murphy. And yes, although these guys don't actually match up to the quality of players I just mentioned from Chelsea. 
but if you look at it from the that is based on run of form as well chelsea also have like more wins and everything more points sit better on the table and everything but there is something about it's something more like a haunted house because chelsea are away so it's more like a haunted house it's more like a haunted ground for them whenever they go to the st james park that one i think all of us we i think most football fans really really don't actually look out for chelsea in their last seven travels to the st james park have only won just once and that was back in august 2018 when adinazard penalty and deadly edlin scored an own goal in that game two goals to one chelsea won that game in august 2018 but out of those seven games chelsea have only won once that is something to really really put your concerns on actually because if you look at it it's unusual because chelsea have always had a very fantastic set of players but at the same time how don't you just get it over with with newcastle ground in their home ground newcastle have won six and drawn just one sorry newcastle have won five there was one draw and chelsea won one in their last seven games so yes if you look at it from that angle it's it's delicately poised there's the quality of players from chelsea and there's the haunted ground um superstition i won't call it superstition per se because we're actually seeing it happen there's the haunted ground statistics i think that's what i'll call it for Chelsea in this one but at the same time I think Chelsea actually should be winning this one if all things goes according to plan the second game says Aston Villa versus Brighton and Overgrown this one is actually very very tricky I have to say Brighton yes they are sitting I think about 16th or so I think 16 let me confirm that quickly Brighton and Overgrown are 16th in the league yes and there's an Aston Villa who are 16th in the league definitely and Aston Villa seems to be in a better form right now if you look at it properly yes there's that one of Aston Villa being in a good form even better than Brighton but at the same time, you look at it, there is Eliandro Trussard, there is Tariq Clamte, there's a whole lot of players that can actually get the damage done, actually, I have to say. There's a whole lot of players that can get the damage done for Brighton and for Brighton as well. Tariq Clamte has been very, very impressive, I have to confess, honestly. <laughs> I have to really confess, Tariq Clamte has, has blown me away this season. And then Aston Villa side, you hear Oliwood Kings, who scored twice against Arsenal. Remember, what, there's an Oliwood Kings, there's Jack Grealish, Ross Barkley. And a whole lot of other names like that. Jack Grealish as well. But that man, is, that man has been very impressive. I have to. I have to. I, no, 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 no. English football gives you a lot of quality. I have to. I have to tell you that one. A lot of quality is on show in English football, actually. Jack Grealish, Oli Watkins, Tyron Mix is going to be at the back. Konsa is going to be at the back as well. So yes, it's going to be a very solid defense one. Emiliano Martinez will be looking to put the days of James Ward Prowse scoring two free kicks against him in the past, actually. So that's also something to look out for. And considering he got a clean sheet against Arsenal last weekend, it's really, really delicately poised. But I think I'll be tipping Aston Villa to win this one. Then we go into the big one of the weekend. Spurs against Manchester City. Wow. This is very, very interesting, actually. This one is going to be definitely interesting. It's not going to be short of action. Manchester City have scored a, a very awful lot of few go- A very small amount of goals this season, actually. They've scored only 10 goals in 7 games, which is very, very unusual. Under a, under a team that's managed by Pep Guardiola. By now, you'll be hearing they've scored. A, it's very unusual. They've never made an average of two goals per game. It's unusual. Manchester City 10th, Tottenham sits second in the league table. And there's a lot of names actually. Son Hyun Min, Harry Kane has been, wonder, has been terrific. There's a Gareth Bill coming back into the side, and I think he's gelling well with the boys. Lucas Moura could come from the bench and add that attacking spice to it. Eric Lamela is somewhere. Also, there's a Los also, and those are just sports names. Then when we go into Manchester City, you hear names like when you go into Manchester City, there is there is the the usual Kevin De Bruyne. Gabriel Jesus is back into the side. Kevin De Bruyne is 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 is, is, is fantastic right now. There is the Real Madrid who did some wonders over the international break as well. <laughs> 
It should be interesting actually. It should be very, very interesting. Kawaka is also going to be at that back. Jao Cancelo has proven that he is not to be displaced easily as well. Jao Cancelo has been very impressive as well. I have to confess. So it's going to be interesting. There is also that man, Ferran Torres. If you for FPL managers, I think you guys should start checking him out and start preparing to buy him in actually. He's got a hat trick for um for Spain. And so far his his numbers have been good since signing for Manchester City. The League Cup appearances he scored. The Champions League appearances also he scored about one he scored about two or three goals in the Champions League already this season. I'm not quite quite sure of the number. I think it's about two or three. Then there is also the his Premier League numbers have not really been great, but I believe he can also he can always get better. And honestly, after what he performed in against Germany and over the international break generally, I believe we are in for some Ferrantorio show. Actually actually, I believe yes, the man can make it happen. So your managers, you may actually want to start considering buying that young man. There's a few Foden as well who did very, very well in England's last game, scoring twice, I believe, against Iceland. There's a few Foden as well. So it's really, really, really a lot of names and a lot of action to watch out for. Manchester United against West Bromwich Albion. Bruno Fernandes is one name I think should be the star of this show, actually, if you ask me. Manchester, Manchester United should be winning, definitely, because... Right now, West Brom, are, West Brom are not it. This they have not gotten that groove this season. It's very, very poor and unfortunate of them, actually. But Manchester United could really, really use a West Bromwich Albion to regain their confidence. Actually, after what happened um, against Arsenal before the international break, Pierre Aubameyang scored that penalty, and that was the end of the game for them. So yes, it's very tricky but interesting at the same time. It's very tricky and interesting actually. Because yes, you can easily say Manchester United go direct, but at the same time, we know there's always that point where Manchester United let all our hopes down when we put all our hopes into them and right now i'm really 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 praying that they actually make it work for me there's a bruno fernandez and he's my captain for this weekend also if you are an fpl manager you might be thinking of names like bruno fernandez right now you can actually put your captain ban on him i see him being that man to watch out i i see him being that man to look out for this weekend actually a lot of you actually putting your money on bruno fernandez i have to tell you that one so bruno fernandez there's a macro rashford Anthony Marshall should please and please get back into goal scoring. Please and please. It's been eight games. I think he's played about he's made about seven or eight appearances this season and he has not scored one. That is very, very poor from the man. I have that is very, very poor as in it is unimaginable, which is terrible, I have to say. Sorry to all Manchester United fans, but let's be factual here. Anthony Marshall has been terrible this season. That is in the Premier League actually. This season he has been very, very terrible. He has not created a single chance for any of his teammates and he has not even put a shot on target or even scoring a goal. So Anthony Martial, my, I'm thinking if I was only going to associate, I might actually bench him. And yes, Edinson Cavani is one name to actually put your money on. I love that guy so much, number one. And number two, he scored against Colombia during the international break, although he got a red card against um, Brazil. But I think that man should still be in very, very good spirit and high form to still make it happen for himself. On Sunday, we see Fulham versus Everton. Fulham, very, very poor in the league. Everton need a confidence booster, and I think the platform has been set for them actually. Although, yes, they are away um, in Sacrebin Cottage, but at the same time, I really, really think that Everton should be nicking this one easily. Dominic Abelewin should get some goals. I have, him, I have him in my team. Please and please, Dominic, I need goals, I need points, please. So, Dominic Abelewin should be get back on goals. He should get back into the goal scoring business, I believe. James Rodriguez, I think Richarlison's ban should be complete by now, or this should be his last game of suspension. Richarlison is uh, Luca Dean as well, who is coming back into the team after suspension. So it's it's interesting to watch out for actually. Everton should be winning though. Everton should have no excuse to even take a draw or anything out of that game. I think Everton should just 
run over these guys easily. But at the same time, Fulham are seeming to, I don't know, they are showing glimpses of quality, but they are not just making it work. There's still something missing in that team. I believe Everton should win actually. Sheffield United versus West Ham. Easily, I would say West Ham United. Because, yes. Although they have Michael Antonio out, they still have other players that can do damage for them. There's um, Sebastian Haller, there's um, Jack Bowen. There is a certain Pablo for now who I think is a very good differential option for my FPL managers actually. You can actually work out, watch out for him. Pablo for now. He, did, he, dropped, he dropped double digits against um, Liverpool. He dropped double digits in the game before. I can't remember which game, who they played against actually right now. But I know Pablo for now is, is in good run of form. So you might actually consider him for your FPL teams right now. Sheffield United on the other hand really really need that one major victory to at least boost their confidence right now. Who knows? There's always that little chance of an upset. There's always that one that we don't see coming that always happens. It just might be Sheffield United this weekend actually. So yes, it's interesting to watch out for actually. But I think West Ham United should be nicking this one straight up without any stories. Leeds United versus Arsenal. This one is going to be as interesting as any derby game I think I can think of right now. This game is going to, it's probably going to be like an El Clasico right now. Arsenal going to play with their lives. Leeds United also need that really, really confidence-boosting victory right now. They need it badly. Marcelo Bielsa, they've lost about three games on the bounce now and they're 15th on the league table. Uh, despite having started really, really good with all those thrillers they gave us and everything, I really, really thought Leeds United were going to be something to watch out for. But right now, after losing three games on the bounce, it's really, really difficult to actually watch out for them. There is an Arsenal on the other side who I really, really think really need that confidence booster right now. After Aston Villa did what they did to them, it's just something actually. After Aston Villa, Aston Villa came into the Emirates and turned everything around. It was very, 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 very unusual actually. But it was interesting to see. I have to say that action was it was it was interesting actually. I have to say. So yes, it's really, really technical actually. There's Patrick Bamford who I think should be getting the goal scoring. Should be getting goals actually. Because right now, Arsenal's defense is kind of... There's a Gabriel and there's David Luiz and everything. Yes, there's the names for the Arsenal team. But at the same time, Patrick Bamford has shown that either the defense is Van Dyke or anybody, he will get... If he, he doesn't... Patrick Bamford is not a man that I think is really concerned about the defense line right now. If it's a Van Dyke, he will get his way. He got his... At least we know he got a goal against Liverpool. If it's going to be a Manchester defense, he still got... I think he got an assist in that game, although they played a draw. Even Crystal Palace put them back and forth, four goals to one. It was still Patrick Bamford who got to go. So, no matter what happens, I think Patrick Bamford is a really good short bet. He's a really good short bet for goals, actually. And if you're having me FPL, congratulations to you. I have him, I pray really, really does it. Arsenal on the other side have Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who scored before the, whose goal before against Manchester United, I really thought was going to be like the confidence booster and the game changer for him until Aston Villa happened again. But although over the international break, he scored for his home country, Gabon. So yes, he just might get on the goals again. Alexander Lacazette, William, Nicolas Pepe, there's a lot of attacking force for them as well. So it's really, really, it's really, really dicey. Patrick Bamford, Camel Gleek, um, there's a lot of play, there's a lot of, did I say Camel? Sorry, I can't. There's Klitsch actually for Leeds United, there's um, Hilda Costa, there is a whole lot of names. There's Eileen as well. So yes, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch. Then the 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 hot sauce, I think, is what I'll call this game actually. The hot sauce game of the weekend. Liverpool against Leicester City. Easily on any normal day, I'll say yes. Definitely Liverpool. But right now, if you look at it again, Liverpool I've said somebody some of you actually probably heard me say this before, but right now the way Liverpool's squad is getting 
thinner by the minute the way injuries are just creeping in and illnesses and suspensions okay not really suspensions but injuries and illnesses are just it's like it's like horror show it's like a horror show for liverpool right now honestly because ah, if i if i am to confirm the injury list right now it's really really something to look out for even their young center back who was going to replace van dyke and um john Matip. oh sorry my bad even um the young star Rhys williams that's his name yes he's injured he got injured over the international break it's something andrew roberts himself i think andrew roberts himself got a little scared but i think he came back and played the last game for scotland so he should be in for today there's race williams i think andrew robertson should make it the although his name is still on the injury list here there's fabian Hill, who i think is back in training tiago is also back in training but except you want to rush them it's going to be a big risk taking it's going to be taking a big risk if he actually plays fabinho or tiago this weekend alexander arnold is still out for some time joe gomez is off Mohamed salah testing positive to coronavirus is also something that's that's a big miss i had to sell salah out of my team honestly i feel a lot of opium managers actually have to sell salah including me jordan henderson is about a week from full recovery virgil van dyke is still god knows how long away from recovery about six months i think alex oxley chamberlain although i did hear a rumor that he was coming back to training little by little but it was not really verified so i really can't say much about that so yes it, with those names with most of those big names missing for liverpool it's it's really difficult to actually just tell them you can go over leicester city and there is on the leicester city side of things you can look at it and say yes jamie vardy he has eight goals and the beautiful part is most of jamie vardy's contribution into anything into most of jamie vardy's goal contributions both goals and assists most of them a very large percentage of them in fact about 90 something percent of them because i think his goal against um wolves his penalty against wolves in the last game week was his first home home goal i his first home goal contribution this season actually first time he scored or assisted at the King Power Stadium was last week. Was last game week when he scored against um Wolves and Wolves that penalty. He, although he missed another one though, but <laughs> that's bygone. But now my point is Leicester City have thrived away from home, especially that man Jamie Vardy. There is a Uritele man who is also a very very good differential option. That man has scored about three or four goals in his last. I think I, before the last game. Before the last international game, Uritelemann has scored 3 in 5 and I believe he scored again in their last game which makes it 4 in 6. So there's some the revitalization of that man also into that team. So I think Uritelemann should be one to watch out for as well. There's also an Javi Barnes, there's the usual regular, my my love. Yeah, I think I, I love that guy so much, I call him my love. James Madison. We know him to be scoring stunners. Although yes, Allison is in goal but James Madison doesn't really, 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 really care. There's, he's on. He's going to be on freaking duties, set pieces duties, delivering those crosses, taking those whips, those callers. So yes, it's going to be interesting to see actually. So there's Javi Barnes, James Madison. There's a Jamie Vardy. That man is going to be one to watch out for. Jamie Vardy has scored seven seven goals away from home. So yes, and since Leicester City are away from home this time around, yes, I think Jamie Vardy should get on his goal scoring list. Liverpool right now will have to put all their hopes into Diogo Jota. have to put all their hopes into Diogo Jota, Sadio Mane. Yes, Diogo Jota, Sadio Mane. Firmino is still in the lineup. Zedan Shakiri should be making the lineup this time around at least with the whole injury thing going around. Jorginho Wijnaldum should also be in that starting eleven. Nabiketa should be there as well. So yes, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be worth your time actually if you if you sit down if you pick that game to see out of all the games because if you look at it, the the um how will i put it the statistics favor liverpool but the build to form kind of favors the build up to form the build up into the game 
favors Leicester City. So it's going to be a really, really, really intense battle, actually. It's delicately poised, I have to say. Then on Monday night, we are going to be seeing Burnley against Crystal Palace. Burnley, very, very poor. Crystal Palace into some kind of I think it's I think I'll read them like an eight over ten team right now. They are making it they are making it work no matter what happens. They beat Leeds, they beat in, they beat Manchester United on first day on first on on Manchester United's first game. Yes, their second game of the season. Don't forget that one as well. So yes, they are really, really want to watch out for. Wilfred Zaha has stopped the I think he has finally killed that spirit of unnecessary dribbling in him. He's been more of the assist goals kind of guy. He's on penalty duties as well. I think um Luka Milivojevic been out for some time now. I think Wilfred Zaha has stepped up very, very quite well this season, actually. So, yes. Wilfred Zaha, if you have him, you might want to actually... Wilfred Zaha is also one player you can actually look out for, actually. Yes, I have to tell you that one. Wilfred Zaha is a name to keep your eyes on for this present game week. That's to my FPL managers, actually. Burnley right now are not really, really it. But there's always... Don't ever miss that simple chance. That very little, but it's, you know it still exists. There's always that chance of a set-piece. Of, of an upset, my god, what am I saying? Of an upset in this game. So, Burnley might, although it's very, very faint, but just might. But the very large part of this one goes into Crystal Palace winning the game. And finally, the final game of the game week. I think this one is actually a very, very, very intense way to end the game week. Wolverhampton Wanderers against Southampton. They don't have Danny Ings at the moment, unfortunately. But there's Che Adams, Jim was proud. James Ward Prowse, Jenepo could come off the bench to add that edge to it. There is um, Stuart Armstrong, there's Ryan Bertrand, there is Nathan Redmond. You can hear these names. Till Walcott is also there. So, yes, even without Danny Ings, they just they can still make it work. They showed that in their last game when they beat Newcastle by two goals to nothing. They can still make it work. Yannick Vestergaard as well. Dang. That man has also been doing some very, very interesting stuff, actually. Two goals, three assists to his name this season. For a centre back, that is very, very impressive numbers after just eight game weeks played. On the other side of things at the Molineux, Wolves, Nuno Espirito Sanchez, Nuno Espirito Santo. You still have Raul Jimenez, they have Raul Jimenez, Daniel Podence is also in town. There's a lot of Nelson Semedo actually, yes. I watched that man over the international break and I have to say I was very, very impressed. So yes, that's another person to keep your eyes upon, Daniel Podence. I knew really, we are not sure how it's going to be actually right now. Also, there's this little, I won't call it conflict directly, but I don't know. What's going on? We need Roman Saiz back. No, no, please. We need Roman Saiz back. Although there's Aidnuri, definitely should be in that lineup. Kilman is the one that's competing right now. Should be the one competing the spot right now with Roman Saiz, I believe. So it's really, really, it's really, really technical at the moment in the Wolves lineup. There's, don't forget the usual Jamotin, New Ruben Neves, who are going to be in the midfield for those guys. So yes, by these names, you know definitely that a lot of things can still go wrong for Southampton if they are not careful, if they underbreak these guys. And also, Wolves could actually get it wrong if they also underrate Southampton because dang, it's going to be interesting. It's a very intense. It's going to be a very intense game, I have to say, because looking at their positions and the league table and their form into this game, although Southampton have the better form, winning their last two or three games back on the bounce, and unfortunately, Wolves lost against um, Leicester City just before the international break. It should be interesting. Wolves have Southampton have the better run of form, but if you look at the quality, it's almost evenly balanced between both of them. So yes. Seeing that and listening and seeing all this in putting all this into consideration is going to be a very very difficult one. I have to, it's going to be a very difficult game to actually predict. So yes, I have given you an analyzed and give broken down all the ten games for you for this weekend. Don't forget to enjoy them. And now, if you have listened this far, thank you very much. I have to appreciate you because your patience 
I believe your patience has been, your patience has been worth your patience has been worth it actually. Thank you very much for joining me. Don't forget to share this link to somebody to listen to somebody who shares it to somebody, and that way everybody gets to enjoy it. Thank you very much for joining me once again. My name is Adam. You can find me on Twitter at Instagram and Instagram at John Champion Junior. J O N Champion J N R. No underscores, no full stops, nothing. Just one word. John Champion Junior at John Champion Junior on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me, find me, and also you can also for those of you that really really don't know me just my name is adam that's basically all i can tell you for now enjoy your weekend have a blissful have a blissful weekend enjoy it savor it and have a good time basically enjoy the game that's all i can tell you thank you very much for joining once again and peace out